God is good. How does that make you feel, hearing all that goodness that God provides? He, he actually knows what we need before we know we need it ourselves. This is not anything like a free car, but this week I was just praying earlier in the week, God, you know, I haven't had my hair done for a while. That's all I said. I haven't had my hair done for a while. <laughs> Uh, Wednesday morning I got a message from a friend from Richmond New Life. She said, hey, give me a call in the morning. So I gave her a call and she said, um, why don't you come in and I'm going to do your hair for you and it's all on me. <laughs> Free haircut! <laughs> Colour. So God provides and he knows even the little details that, you know, even down to your hair. So... He's good, amen? So good. We started a new series last week and we spoke at Tahuna Nui. For those of you who were there, it was a great service and just really stepping into the purposes of God for us in this season. And who remembers the four Ds? If you were there, Wesley talked about four Ds. Though were his points, he doesn't remember them. (laughs) I'll just remind you, it was discover God... Decide what's important, what are your values, you know, what, what do you value in life because that kind of sets you up and define your purpose and then go for it, do it. So do it, <laughs> Nike, just do it. And it was a great message around just re-centering yourself on your direction and knowing God and it was kicking off this whole series about living on purpose and so this morning I get the privilege to share with you and bring a bit of the word and encourage you and hopefully you go from this place feeling lighter and lift it up. So, good? Yeah. Good. My message this morning is called Living the Full Life. Who wants a full life? We all want the full life that Christ came to give us and, you know, if we don't do things intentionally, we're going to do it out of accident like Wes was talking last week. And so if we're wanting to live this full life that I want to talk about this morning, there's a few, just a few keys that I want to throw out there today. So how many of you know that God has an amazing plan for your life? Yep. Yep. Each and every one of you, God has a plan for you. He's got it sorted. You don't need to worry about it. I just feel like somebody over here needs to hear that. He has a purpose, he has a plan, and he's working it out in front of you. He's already gone before you and he's preparing the way. It's for one of you girls here. So just take hold of that because he knows. He's got the finances sorted, he's got the plan sorted, you just got to put one foot in front of the other. So in John 10.10, the Amplified says, or Jesus said, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. And then he says, but I came that they may have life and enjoy it and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. And NIV says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The New Living Translation says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. The compet- Another version says, <laughs> I came so that everyone would have life. And then this one is one of my favourites. 
Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it in all its fullness. Amen. Let me just pray. Father God, I thank you for your purposes and plans for each of us here. I thank you that it's a great purpose that you've got in store for us. And as we step out in faith and trust you, you're going to lead us and guide us into the things that you have for us in this season, in this day. And we thank you this morning that you're going to speak to hearts you're going to shift some minds this morning to, to see from a different perspective. And Lord, we just thank you that from your word, we've got, we're going to receive this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I've, got, <laughs> I've got this thing about going to the petrol station. Where's all vouch for this? I really, really, really dislike going to the petrol station. And I will run around in my car with the little gauge getting lower and lower and the light will come on, but for some reason I just keep driving, avoiding at all costs going to the petrol station. (laughs) I know it's bad, I know I need to fill my car, I know that if I don't I'm going to end up stranded on the side of the road somewhere, like somebody else has done that I know, that won't be mentioned. And my other half, (laughs) stranded on the side of the road, had to be rescued by moi. Anyway, I know that I have to do it. I know that if I don't, I'm going to be stranded. And who knows that life's a bit like that sometimes. We know that if we don't refresh, recharge, refuel, we're going to come out depleted and stranded on the side of the road in life somewhere. And who knows that's not good. (laughs) It's not good. So, you know, the John 10.10, the living the fullness of life that Christ came to give us, it's got to start with something. It's got to start somewhere. And where I want to go this morning is it's got to start with love. If you desire to have the full life that Christ came to give you, You've got to desire love. And you know, John Steele talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I want to go a little bit deeper this morning because who knows that God is love? God is love. In very essence, that's who he is. And to know God is to know love. I just want to read from 1 Corinthians 13 this morning. Why don't you turn with me there? I need my spectacles, my glasses for this. We all know this passage of scripture, most of us. Let me just read. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, then I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith, To move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor and surrender my body to be burnt but do not have love, it does me no good at all. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful. It is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag. It is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude or self-seeking. It is not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong endured. 
It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. You know, I love this passage. We often hear it at weddings. <laughs> I think we had it at our wedding. <laughs> and who knows that it's actually really hard to actually live that out. It's really hard to always endure. It's really hard to not take offence of the wrongdoings. And I encourage you to go away and read this and pick it to bits and actually look at the characteristics of love when you go from here. We, you know, as growing up as a kid, I didn't actually experience this sort of love. I experienced quite a different type of love. And it made me become a little bit suspicious of people. It made me become a bit more cautious of people. And in adulthood, it actually confirmed some of my caution, you know. But we've got to remember that if, we, if we're too cautious, we forget to love people. That lack of trust in people, the enemy can get a foothold in your mind and start telling you things that aren't true. And we need to stand on truth as Christians and God followers that he is love. Love casts out all fear. And we can walk in that truth yeah. as Christians, as God followers, as sons and daughters. Amen? Amen. So we, we can hold on to that, that promise right there. And I'm just not sure where I'm going with this. <laughs> I love the story about the car, Honiana. It's so good. God, that's God's love right there, right? He knows what you need before you need it. When we are living in a place of love for one another, then the people out there are going to know that he is real. And so I just want to flow from Matthew 22:37 this morning. And it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. When love is the central theme to our life, when we pursue love, we're actually pursuing God. How many people know people who are, who are looking for love in all the wrong places? How many have been down that track themselves? Yeah, we've, a lot of us have, and you know what? They're actually searching for God. They're actually searching for Him, who is the very essence, is love. And when we look at the scripture, the first thing here, it says, love the Lord your God. So my first point this morning is loving God. And in 1 John 4, 8, it clearly says, the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And we need to think about all those characteristics in Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians 13. I'm getting my tongue twisted. And we know that it's easy to love people when they're good and kind and loving and supportive of us, right? It's not so easy when that family member keeps repeating the same behaviours and rubs you up the wrong way, or that co-worker who's continually discouraging you, or when you're offended by somebody, 
<laughs> it's really hard to love that person when you're taking on something that's not yours to take on in the first place. But instead of being discouraged by all of that stuff, we can come from the opposite spirit, come from the opposite place and encourage those people and be, be kind and caring even though they're not, right? It's not always easy to do, but it's what we should do. So our priority is to love God because as we love him, we're then able to love others because his love flows in and through us. Is this making any sense this morning? Good. (laughs) Our priority in this Matthew 22, the first part, the first part of that is love the Lord your God with what? All of you. I'm not going to go over those things. But when we do that, he can come in and work and flow through us so that we can love others. So second point this morning. No, I'm not there yet. I've lost my place. John 14, 15 says, thanks, love. I love this guy. <laughs> These two went to Kaikoura on Friday, had a daddy-daughter date. I was jealous. <laughs> I'm going next time. Mummy-daddy date. Enough said. Uh, <laughs> TMI. John, come back. John 14, 15 says... If you love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. Our obedience to God grows as we experience more of our, his love in our lives. And our desire to follow him increases as we experience more of him in our lives. Amen? And so when Jesus talked about the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God, it doesn't just stop there. It doesn't, we, as Christians, we're led by his presence. And when we step out and follow that, Others are blessed. If God is prompting you to do something for somebody, you've got to realise that he's trying to fulfil a need in that other person, that, that, that they're waiting for something. The car, the piece of property that they're going to be living on, this is all God at work through somebody else. God works through you and I to bless others, to love others. So be encouraged. If you're feeling a stirring or a prompting to do something, If the Holy Spirit is asking you to do something, when you step out in obedience, you're stepping out in love. So don't stop. If the Lord's saying to you today to go and give somebody an encouraging word, even if it's a little one, that's God's love operating through you for that person because they need what you have to say. Good? So another part of that verse in Matthew 22 is... We're meant to love our neighbours as ourselves. How do we love ourselves? It's a hard one, because we don't always love ourselves. We always, often, we've let ourselves down. Often we don't see ourselves the way God sees us. Often we are beating ourselves up about something, or thinking I could have done better. But in Psalm 139 it says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that God has created you and formed you in the womb. He took his time with you. He put those gifts in you. He put that stuff in you for a great purpose. 
and you are unique, like Wes said last week. <laughs> You're a bit different. But those differences <laughs> are what God has placed in you to be you. And so this morning, I want to encourage you to embrace who you are in him, because there's only one of you, and only you can do you like you, and people need who you are. You're part of the body of Christ. You're part of this body, and if you aren't being you, we're lacking something. We need what you have to bring. So embrace who you are. Embrace who God's created to be. He spent time working on you and creating you. He didn't just click his finger and you existed. He actually formed you. He put those gifts in you. He created every aspect of you for a purpose, and that's to complement one another. It's to love one another. It's to share him out there with other people. Is that good? Yeah. Some of you might not feel like you've got a purpose. Some of you might not feel like you fit. Well, actually, none of us fit because we're all different. <laughs> and God's called us to be in the world, but not of it. He's called us to stand out from the crowd. He's called us to be who he's created us to be. So I encourage you this morning not to think less of yourself because of who you are, to think, oh, God created me like this. And start to see from his perspective what he's put in you. Because you've all got good stuff to bring. And God's just wanting us to learn to love ourselves and see ourselves the way he loves us and the way he created us. So if we can get a different perspective on who we are, and just keep asking, God, who have you created me to be? I'm a son. I'm a daughter of the living God. And I'm created for great purpose. From that, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. What does loving your neighbor look like? How many know that love looks like something? Yeah. It looks like doing something. You might, might have been feeling for weeks now that the neighbour two doors down needs some cupcakes made or the guy next door needs his car washed or the girl at the checkout who you see every week when you go shopping just needs a, an encouraging word. It doesn't have to be airy-fairy and spooky-spooky. <laughs> it can just be words that just come out of your mouth. Normal stuff. Like, you look good today and... I felt like I'd like to buy you a coffee and take you out just, just to spend some time with you. Because maybe that's all God wants you to do that day. It's being led by his presence, led by his spirit. I'd encourage you this morning, if you've had something like that, you've had that prompting in you to do something, do it. Because that person needs what, you've, what you're feeling to do. It might be just putting a countdown voucher in somebody's letterbox or 
inviting them over for dinner or offering to babysit or whatever it is. I'll tell you who does this really well. Gary, you're amazing, mate. Like, so often I've struggled in here with my kids and Toby's crying and grizzling and pulling on me. I've had to lead the service or I've had to speak. Gary sees. He sees that actually Caroline needs some help there. Comes in, takes Toby away, and that's amazing. You've got a real gift for seeing the little things and the things that need to be done. So, you know, just those sorts of things, following through. And some of those things can turn a bad mood into a great day. Who knows that? When you've been encouraged and you're feeling a bit low or down, it turns your world around, and it's awesome. So please be encouraged. If you're feeling to do something for somebody, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and put your love into action. It's good. It's good. Whether it's something big or small, loving others actually blesses you. It actually fills you up. It fills your tank. It refreshes you. It refuels you. And as I'm coming to a close now, so Caitlin, do you want to come up? Thanks, love. (laughs) You don't really have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) This morning I just felt like there's some people here that to step into this full life that Christ came to give us, you actually need to do something to step into it. And today is the day the Lord has made. And he wants people this morning to take that opportunity to step into this life, to step into having a full tank. We've got to continually keep doing that. We've got to continually keep going back to the petrol station. (laughs) But it starts with stepping out in faith and trusting God for his provision and his goodness. Today is the opportunity for somebody to step out in an area that you've been afraid to step out into. I had some words during worship this morning and some yesterday while I was preparing I'm just going to read these things out because I believe that there's some people that are going to step into some things this morning. You can make today better than yesterday. If you stuffed up yesterday, it's yesterday, it's gone, it's the past. You can step into something new today. He doesn't want us repeating, God doesn't want us repeating the same mistakes we did yesterday. Today is the, there's somebody here You've been faithful, you've been serving, you've given your life to the Lord. And I feel like he's wanting you to stop and pick up something you enjoy. Like you've put away your hobbies, you've put away your stuff because you felt like it was selfish. God's saying pick it up because it's filling your tank. Who knows you can't give away what you don't have. If you're running on empty, you can't give. So God is saying to that person this morning, that hobby that you laid down, pick it up because it fills your tank. Pick it up. 
There's somebody here who's been wanting to make a big decision in their life, but you've been too scared to ask for somebody's opinion, for somebody's wisdom in that situation. He's saying, speak up. There's going to be an opportunity for you this morning to speak to somebody, and their wisdom's going to bring clarity in that situation. Step out and speak up. James 1.17 says, Every good thing given, Kent alluded to it this morning, every good and perfect gift is from above, comes from the Father. Everything that's in you comes from Him. And when we start to realise that, and we start to see some of these things that you're desiring in your heart are going to come to pass. Okay, so here's some of the things I wrote down. Somebody's been considering going back to study. You've weighed up all the pros and cons and yet still unable to make a decision. God's saying step out and do it anyway. Somebody this morning, you've had a dream in your heart and you can't get away from it. You can't shift it. It keeps coming back to you over and over and over again. God's saying take the step towards that dream. Step out and you'll see things unfold before you. There's somebody here who's needing employment and you've been afraid to apply for jobs. God says, fear not, I am with you. He has the right job for you. He's gone before you and this person, this is a big one, I felt like that as soon as you step out in that and apply for a job, it's going to be the catalyst to releasing financial freedom in your life. It's going to release financial freedom in your family, and you're going to become a blessing to other people through your finances. So whoever that is, if you've been afraid to, you might already be in employment, but you want to change your track. God's saying, apply for that job that you've been looking at. It's going to be the catalyst for financial freedom in your life. Why don't you stand with me this morning? God's got some stuff he wants to release. If any one of those words was for you, just take a step of faith and come out this morning. I'm not going to do big prayers over everybody. I might lay my hands on you, and there's some of the team will come and pray with you as well. But if this message is spoken to you and you want to live in a bit more of that fullness, God wants to release it this morning. And that step of faith, it's going to be, it's going to release more of what he has for you in this life. Thank you, Father. Father God, I thank you for every dream in people's hearts this morning. I thank you for every promise that is sitting right there under the surface, Father. And I thank you that promises are coming to pass this year, that 2020 is perfect vision. People's mindsets are shifting even now about God's goodness. He is a good Father. He's got good things in store for you. So Father, we thank you that you are good, that you are faithful, and Lord, I release your goodness over people this morning. I release dreams coming to pass. I release jobs that are just a little bit far-fetched, but it's going to be a catalyst for something greater. And Lord, I thank you for the people that are standing in this room, that you love.